0: Hello, and welcome to the NPRD podcast with Nurse Practitioner and Registered Dietitian Robin Kiewit. Eating disorders, body image, medicine, they are all interconnected. But with so many programs, techniques and advice to choose from, it's easy to be overwhelmed. Robin, with more than 25 years of experience as a Nurse Practitioner and Registered Dietitian offers help and hope for everyone families, children, and adults. Along with veteran talk show host and good friend, Jordan Rich, Robin invites you to learn much more, right here on the NPRD Podcast.
1: It's great to welcome you to another edition of the NPRD podcast, Nurse Practitioner, Registered Dietitian, which is exactly what Robin Kievit is, but so much more. <laughs> <That's very laughs> kind. So much more. In the previous podcast episode, we we talked a lot about a program that you've launched that will hopefully now make it to schools and go, go far and wide called Helping Parents Helping Kids Eating and Body Image 101. And we, we really talked a lot about the youngins, as you call them, uh, the little ones, the toddlers, and the uh the pre-adolescent but this is a program that uh, you focus on all the way through high school and and the teenage years. So maybe we can touch on what are some of the issues there.
2: Sure. We go we go all through the ages here. So going back to the high school, the high school kiddos, which I mm-hmm. can't call littles anymore because some of them tower over me. <laughs> so family meals are still so important. This is also though when it may be hard to get them to the table, I would consider a family meal 15 minutes. If you can do that with your kids for 15 minutes, you're good.
1: You would think that would be doable. You You would think. But
2: I get that it's hard. I (laughs) really do. What we see here in the high school age kids is they're looking for that continued independence with food, so we want to give that to them. We also want to stay away from any kind of food and body shaming. I'm a big proponent of getting kids to help around the house Mm. and teaching independence. So we want to encourage their independence in packing their lunches and snacks, maybe giving some cues and encouragement, but not more than that. We also want to start to recognize and know that people with eating disorders are not necessarily all underweight. So just, you know, being kind around that. In college, we've got meal plans, spending money, refrigerators in the dorm room. I love working with kids from when they're in middle school or high school and then continuing work with them throughout college because there's so much of a rich relationship there and watching them grow. We see sometimes in that situation the bigger life changes and all that transition Precipitating more of the fallback to an eating disorder, sometimes not, but we also want to keep having these young people learn about their own body metabolism, how it changes, how bodies change because they just do, and it's just it it they continue to change and. That's also important for us as grown-ups because I don't know about you, but my (laughs) body's been a-changing.
1: Yes, uh, those of us who have reached uh, an age of experience certainly know what you're talking about. But getting back to the the lifestyle of teenagers and college age, so much of it is quick, fast food, grab-and-go, that kind of stuff. And uh, some people say we've got to eliminate all that junk food, Others say uh, it's okay in moderation, but you do want to stress, try to sit down and have a real meal once in a while. Where do you come down on the fast food issue?
2: Yeah, as much as you can have those family meals. You know, it's not going away. It's here. So the way I like to approach that, and this isn't just with patients. This is with my own kids, is they're going to go and eat what they want when they're out. And when they're home, I'm going to always have cut up fruit or a fruit bowl out. If we have those things, we actually have research that shows us if you have a fruit bowl out on the counter, as like elemental as this sounds, your kids are gonna eat more mm-hmm. fruit. If you have it cut up and in, and bring them into some of that prep, cut the watermelon, cut the cantaloupe. You know, they'll know that it's in the refrigerator and to eat that. And so keeping the food at home in a place that feels like it's going to balance the choices they're making out. They're just learning. And if you keep serving things like salad and greens and vegetables, even if they complain and won't eat it for a very long time, I guarantee you that will shift. It might not be till they're 20.
1: It does sort of become a habit to eat better food, your body sort of craves it? Is that what I'm hearing?
2: Totally, because they learn to understand, okay, if I eat a certain way, my body may feel a certain way. Mm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. They are also learning, gosh, if I eat these certain foods, my body may feel a different and better way but that's something that they need to learn themselves by example.
1: Robin, is there a lot of denial that you see among young people or, adole- or post-adolescence teens and college age thinking, uh, no, this is just the way I, I roll, and then it becomes a crisis? Uh, what, what's the status of those kind of people?
2: I think that there can be a denial. I think denial is actually what we call shame and the shame that they're doing something wrong or shame around how they look, how they feel, how they feed themselves or not, what is expected of them. And the shame piece continues even up into adults. So, you have adult children. I have a 20-year-old child and he's always going to be my child even though he's a grown up. But even at at, you know, even when our, our children are adults, we need to continue to avoid comments that shame them or ourselves about weight, body image, or any changes in size. And we do this because there actually are adult onset eating disorders. We want to continue encouragement for changing bodies as adults and that, that acceptance
1: let's say uh, there are many parents out there who are listening to this podcast many uh in the field that you're in as well practitioners but many parents what should they be looking for uh in the in the high school age college age i know college is a little tricky because they don't perhaps live at home for an extended period but what are the signs that something is up that something needs to be addressed
2: so i think A first reminder there, and then I'll get to fully answer your question, is that eating disorders don't always show up in a certain size body. Mm -hmm. Being extremely thin isn't always what we're looking for. An initial symptom, if you will, or a sign could be eliminating a whole food group. There are a lot of young people, I did the same thing when I was in high school, became a vegetarian. So we eliminate things that may be troubling to us or difficult for us to eat. Sometimes there can be a weight shift or change. There may not always be. Sometimes in young women there may be a loss of a period, if that's something that's discussed openly in a family. Sometimes there's hiding of food, wrappers, I also think one of the things that is big is avoiding family meals. Mm-hmm. If your kid, if your child, you know, if you've been able to achieve and great for you, even a family meal of 10 to 15 minutes twice a week, and maybe that's breakfast, maybe that's lunch, doesn't matter. And your child or your young adult child is all of a sudden saying, I'm not going to eat, I, I'm going to eat later, or I already ate, and that becomes a consistent piece. You want to keep your intent up around that.
1: So there are a lot of things that parents uh, can do actively to pay attention and also, as you say, to watch what it is we say because our words can impact people in great ways emotionally.
2: We want to compliment our children, our adult children. We want to compliment ourselves and our friends on anything other than their body or what they eat.
1: Robin, is there a role that schools can play? Because you're talking about bringing this very helpful program into the schools as as a speaker, but what can we do? What would you like to see happen in schools, public and private, to help kids through these periods?
2: I think the number one thing is to educate ourselves in that process as we're learning to offer support and not judgment because eating disorders and disordered eating are not a choice. We also have to know that we need to to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have META, the Multidisciplinary Eating Disorder Association, which is in Newtonville. It's a national organization, but it is right here in in Massachusetts that offers so much education, resource groups, drop-ins for anyone looking for support. We also have online something that's really important that I like to offer to parents and educators is the – is the NEDA Parent Toolkit, the National Eating Disorder Association Parent Toolkit. It's a PDF online. And clinicians like me, ask us, you know, ask someone who's been in the field for a long time in disordered eating and eating disorders, what books to read, what groups to join, what podcasts to listen to, right?
1: These resources are very helpful. Anything else you'd like to add to the resource pile?
2: I think one of the ones I love to keep in my pocket that I use with teens a lot, and I've been lucky enough to meet Elise Rush, Elise Rush, and Evelyn Triboli were the two clinicians who really brought about what we call intuitive eating, which definitely is a whole other series of podcasts. But one of the books I like to use with teenagers is Elise's workbook for teens. And it's one that a clinician can use who works with a teenager or even someone in a school can use for pearls and just guidance.
1: Well, you've given us a lot of guidance even in these few minutes on the podcast. People can find out more at the website. And uh, we want to thank you and invite people to get involved and ask the questions. That's what it's all about.
2: Thank you so much, Jordan. This was awesome. Part two of Helping Parents, Helping Kids, Eating Issues and Body Image 101.
0: Thank you for joining us for the NPRD Podcast with Robin Kiewit. We invite you to subscribe, download, rate, and review us, and share this valuable podcast with friends and family. Help and hope is found here. For more, just go to robinkevit.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-K-I-E-V-I-T.com. Or check out the nprdcom